0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Alto Performance Insights. Uh, This week, we are incredibly lucky to be joined by Coach Aaron Ingram. He's the general manager of the USA national football team. Coach, it's good to see you.
1: Definitely. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's exciting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know this is going to kind of continue our our month focused on football. We got the playoffs rolling. Unfortunately, my Packers went down. So I, I don't know who to root for at this point. But um, I know as Daniel and I were, were – You were of you
2: Packers this, and the Cleveland Browns, so let's not forget that the Browns got knocked out here. I was trying to, was trying to hide that part.
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one to hide. That's a tough one to hide. Uh,
0: yeah, it's not, it's not hard to hide being a Browns fan. It's true, it's true not. <laughs> um, they make it pretty easy sometimes. So this year was harder. but. Well, well Coach, I know I, I as Daniel and I were – uh, we came across you and, and we were both intrigued because when we think about football in this country, we normally think, you know, wee football, high school football, you know, NCAA college football, and then onto the NFL. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about USA football, what it is, and, and kind of the the growth that, that has happened in the recent years.
1: I'm with you. It's the same way, you know, I mean, like we, when I first heard about it too, I kind of tilted my head a little sideways. And you know, same thing like myself and my staff, and we'll wear our gear out and about, you know, the grocery store or in the airports, wherever. You know, we'd get the head tilted to the side at first, and people would say soccer, you know. Or now it's starting to get out there more and more with the youth, where we're getting, oh hey, what event were you at? Which is something that you know we're taking a lot of pride in. That all of a sudden now it's becoming more and more out there. But you know, we build national team programs for all the way from sixth grade all the way up to you know u18 u19 and then build our program we're not a camp that's the one thing we i hate that word that they, that word just drives me crazy is we're a developmental program you know and usa football as a whole has a, many arms with it you know with our youth with our football development model on the younger side even younger than middle school but then at the national team we take it from the middle school on out through the high school um little bit of 16 regionals throughout every year from there we'll get into some training camp and we'll kind of evolve it from whole part whole teaching and then into actual competition
0: and and so with that is this is this football how how we all think of it is this you know 11 on 11 full
1: helmet tackle it is 11 on 11 American football that's what's that's what's so great about it you you hear because like I said so many people kind of like what you know oh we have that and then once people start getting into our world a little bit, then they really understand, oh, wow, you know, you know, being the national governing body in USA football, we're, we're just like USA basketball, USA soccer, we're just not in the Olympics yet. You know, we're a recognized sport by the IOC and the USOPC, but we're just not there yet. Um, flag football has been, you know, invited to the world games in 22. And we're building those teams and managing those teams. So that's the first step that we feel along with the USOPC to help get flag football or some sort of football into the Olympics. What's
2: what's the what's the competition like? What's the international competition like? Are there are there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you had to say what what's what's your stiffest stiffest country competition?
1: You know, actually, in the Americas, where we're at, right above us, right below us, you know, Canada and Mexico do a really really good job. Um, I was the same way when I first came on and. 2013 the coach and then God was lucky enough I was selected to be the head coach of their under 18 program and we went to go play Canada I had Dwayne Haskins was my quarterback Trayvon Diggs was one of my wide receivers you know Eli Johnson who was an all SEC center some of these guys were on my team and they're like hey coach you know you better be ready Canada's good and I was like yeah <laughs> oh, okay sure this is this is our game you know what <laughs> I mean and you know we lost by seven points and it's And I am still carrying it with me. So Canada does an outstanding job with their development from their middle school up through high school, as well as Mexico, you know, in 2018, the world championships for U19 were down in Mexico city. The stadium was packed with over 45,000 people yelling and screaming. And I couldn't hear myself. It was, it was unreal. I'll never forget it. It was an unreal thing to see and hear. It really is. It's growing. There's 71 countries that are playing American football.
2: I want. I wonder why that is. Do you think that maybe it's? Like, do you think that the the focus on national USA football is is maybe a little bit lesser because kids are more worried about you know, like going to Alabama or going to Auburn? Do you think yeah. that just a more you know, more emphasis is placed on it in, in places like Mexico and Canada? Well, it's speeding up too. Do you know what I mean? We
1: we never saw kids graduating early, right? And now that's the norm signing day is you know December kids have Christmas New Year's and then they're on campus you know a lot of kids moved in this past week to wherever the college is where you saw a lot of that in the media so it's it's speeding up which is which is tough you know I tell kids all the time you only get to be a senior once you know go go to prom go play baseball go play basketball do some multiple sports and enjoy it because it becomes a job once you get into those divisions and those schools and college and play it's a job you know it's practice, film, study, all weights, meetings, here you go and doing it all over again. So it's a job, but I think that is, they do a big, really good job, especially in Canada. Those kids grow up and they want to play on the national team. They really do. And, but now they're starting to trickle down more and more into the colleges. You know, Chuba Hubbard was a Canadian all national team player. Um, The wide receiver from Alabama, the number three guy, Michi, was a university uh, as a Canadian national team player this year. Um, there's a bunch of them at university of Maine that are playing online. And some of those guys, they're doing a great job. Canada, they the, the football's a lot better than people think it is. I'll tell you that.
2: But yeah, we, kind of, we kind of know them. I grew up playing hockey. So, you know, yeah. when, we, when we would go to hockey tournaments, we basically went in thinking, yeah, we're going to get smoked. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's the same mystique. It really is. But now it's the, the, the playing field's getting leveled, you know, it really is. And it's, it's good for our game worldwide.
0: So let's talk about kind of that, that growth for a second because one of the things that I think is a, a narrative that's been been portrayed here in the States in the last few years is perhaps a decrease in football involvement, largely attributed to you know, fear over head injuries and you know, fear over just the, the violence of the sport. But you're talking about the growth of I mean 71 countries worldwide, that's astounding to me, to be honest, like the Mexico and Canada doesn't surprise me a ton. Um yeah. just that just that it's popular there because of because of just proximity. But I mean, seventy-one countries around the world and growing and you know, potential Crazy. introduction into the Olympics. What do you think is driving the growth elsewhere when the narrative here is perhaps that it's that it's becoming less popular?
1: I think that what's driving the growth is the media on both sides, you know, for the growth and the decrease. You know what I mean? There's so much more. Our game's never been safer. You know what I mean? With all the technology nowadays and all the specific training that can happen into it all the equipment is so high tech you know I, I make a joke all the time I have my high school helmet on a shelf and I'm just looking at it nowadays I'm like there's no way I would ever ask a kid to wear that there's no way you know I mean I can't believe I wore that for four years holy cow <laughs> you know and that's the thing that's it's so funny you know and you guys probably see it a lot more too is that our game is so much safer but then I think because of the popularity just how like the Chicago Bulls, when Jordan and Pippen and all them were at its height, you saw basketball start to grow worldwide, right? Everybody knew who the Bulls were. I bet you, you can go over to Japan or whatever and say Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, everybody knows. You know what I mean? I think that's what's helping the game too. It's it's becoming, you know, I was actually just on the phone with a high school coach right before I talked to you guys. Is like We were talking about how you used to be able to say defense wins championships, right? You can't say that anymore. It's such an offensive game and people like that exciting, scoring, high-flying, fun part of the game. So I think it's attracting more people worldwide because of it, you know? And offense is putting seats, people in the seats.
0: Yeah, I I don't argue with you. And I I think there's probably a lot of statistics that would back that up. The ironic part Mm -hmm. about that to me is we think of the world's game as soccer and people love a one-nothing or a one-to-one draw in soccer. And personally, I can't. I, now, now, I'll say I love, I love you know a one nothing shutout in baseball that takes three, that takes you know two and a half three hours. But soccer, yeah. for some reason, I just can't get. It. It's just not my, not my love. It's not in my blood. But it's just interesting <laughs> hearing you say that, right? So worldwide, we love this thing soccer. But then the more, more offense we get in football, I, I would agree it's probably driving growth. So I think, I think it cool. kind of
1: goes by sport though too. You know what I mean? I think like the same thing. That's a great thing in soccer, that's, but that's what we were all raised to think. And I think in football, we're, we're seeing that change of the guard right now. It's a real t- crazy time in football. You're seeing all these new head coaches or these 25 to 35 to maybe 40-year-old offensive guys. You're seeing the resurgence of offensive football real big. You know, I think one coach that's been hired lately is a defensive guy, you know, out with the Jets. But everybody else is these young offensive guys that are very creative, very outgoing, very all this. So you're, you're seeing a change.
0: Yeah. And that's, I I agree with you. It'll be interesting to see how that continues. Um, So you you talked a little bit there about the game's never been safer. You made a comment to us earlier that I'm going to ask you to kind of repeat and expand on because it it surprised me as a non-football player, but you talk a lot about the mix between flag football and tackle football, but you also talked about how people are using flags to teach proper tackling at, at young ages, as well as at even elite colleges. Can you just kind of expand on that and, and how that makes the game safer.
1: You know, I think anytime, if you if you can get in great fit position to pull a flag properly, you should be able to make the tackle. You're that close, right? So you see a lot of people, you know, the Patriots teach tackling with flags. You know, um, University of Washington teaches tackling without helmets at times, because they say, you know, take your head out of it, take your face out of it. You know, it's, I, I love that idea. At first I was like, oh, how many kids are getting hit in the teeth? How many kids are getting <laughs> hit that problem because they're going to protect their face so they're going to learn the right way you know and a lot of times with pulling a flag fundamentally it's bringing your feet coming to balance bringing in instead of lunging like you hear people lunge and tackles when they miss tackles it's the exact same in flag you know learning the game of flag football at an accelerated rate for me i'm a blue blood i'm a old school tackle football i was raised by a triple option coach i was a triple option quarterback and defensive back growing up so it was lot of fire and brimstone in my household and that's just what it was (laughs) i've had to learn this game you know in an accelerated time to learn it but playing quarterbacks playing quarterback the fundamentals are very you know almost identical it's just understanding seven on seven eleven on eleven versus five on five in flag defensive back is the same way if you can cover man to man you can cover man to man it doesn't matter if you're wearing pads or flags it's the exact same traits and skills that people are learning that they're it's carried over which is great. You know, I think that's why some of the emergence you're seeing with flag is starting to happen because, you know, I I explained it to somebody else. The game is kind of going flag, contact, flag. It's kind of how the people's pathway in the sport is going where it's these young kids start off playing flag to learn the game. They grow up, they evolve into tackle, usually middle school, high school, and then college. And then they realize, okay, a lot of them don't play or make the pros. What do they do? They go back to play flag, whether it's in a competitive rec league or however. But that's
2: why the the resurgence of flag is happening. That's yeah, so interesting. Last week we had a, a uh, the I think he was the CSO Chris. The yeah, Chief Scientist of a um, VR company that is trying to build out like VR yes. environments for for football players. And a lot of the stuff that we talked about last week was how do you get reps in without potential negative consequences things like yeah yeah, maybe you don't need to get hit every time you need to practice play yeah then one of the downsides to the vr is the physical isn't really there right so you don't really get the physical feedback although you can run cognitive or you know mental reps sounds like flag is a pretty good in between there right you get the 100% without the without the potential negative consequences
1: oh yeah like it's and I'm going to age myself when I say this one, but it was like the early two thousands, you know, and I was coaching quarterbacks at a junior college in California and it's pouring rain. We couldn't practice. And so it happened over several times. And I kept saying, we're wasting reps. How are we going to, how are we getting these guys reps? so not seeing the defense. And at the time I thought I was smart. I took a projector, I drew X's and O's on a PowerPoint slide and blew it up on a racquetball court <laughs> and had the quarterback act like they're dropping and then put things to animation, you know, and they can see, okay, curl flat, I'm coming here, bang. You know, that's where the flow is going. Okay, that's covered. where's you checked down. Okay, bang. You know, stuff like that. And I thought, oh wow, you know, I'm I'm cutting edge. You know, I'm I'm teaching these guys. These guys are getting reps without being on the field, without that physical thing. And that's where I saw the the disconnect too. It's like, okay, these guys are knowing, but then all of a sudden we get back to practice, all of a sudden they got somebody coming down smoking their face. It changes, Do you know, what I mean, all of a sudden the, the, the frazzle changes, the, the contact makes a difference. So, but I think that's why that flag stuff's accelerating too, because there isn't that much with it.
0: Yeah. And that's um, actually one of the things Dr. Casale was talking about was uh, the fear element is gone. Yeah. He was talking about like, the, so you're getting the mental reps, but you're doing the fear element, which can be good for learning, yep. but you also don't want to train out the fear element or, or lose the like function under pressure part of it. um and so he was saying like that's one of the areas that vr has to grow in is it still has to get more real um but it was really interesting just kind of hearing him talk about the the different ways and the different i mean essentially it was was all quarterbacks just learning defenses and um, uh definitely the 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 technology is play
1: you know that's what's accelerating you know two weeks ago um i was in florida watching adult flag football on the weekend and i came across i've I've watched some of these people play that's on the circuit and kind of go but i watched a 14 year old girl and a 16 year old girl both play quarterback with adult women and i watched a 14 year old girl you know it's a great football throw over the linebacker in front of the safety running verticals throwing a seam route and was pissed about it she missed the seam by hair she comes off she goes "Ah, i missed the seam, and i'm just i was floored i'm like floored i'm like you're 14 you know and i kind of said you know you should be worrying about winter dance you know and making sure <laughs> your date doesn't like poke you with a corsage but you're out here playing with adult women you know what i mean so you're seeing those quarterbacks at younger ages start to understand concepts and so forth because of that stuff the vr it, the game is accelerating and getting younger so it's it's crazy to see great yeah. yeah i
2: have to ask is that something that as a as a coach you've been doing this for a long time is that something that that excites you. There's a lot of coaches that I think oh. find this a little worrisome. Um, is, is it, it sounds like it's something that fires you up. It does fire me up because I, I was so floored by it. You know what I mean? You know, you go to
1: like a flag football tournament to watch adults and then you see, you know, these young kids who can't even drive, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and I, I yeah, thought <laughs> legally drive, you know, they don't have driver's licenses. And I was so floored by it. I ended up talking to their parents and was just so like, Okay, tell me about this. Like, I was just mesmerized. And they're like, she loves football. She's gonna play football. And I said, this is amazing. Like, I said, you don't understand how big of what you're doing is. Like, understand the magnitude. Look to the left. Look to the right. Enjoy the journey of it because you don't understand how how big it is. Now, I, I agree with you. Some people might be scared at that. You know, like, because there's been so many, like, especially in the women's game, a flag. Like they're out there and they're older now. They're 30, 35, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the world plays for the U.S. national team. and She's 40 years old, but she's unreal. But there's these older ones, and then there's a gap, right? There's not a lot of That's 22s, 24s, but you're seeing the young ones because it's becoming so popular, and then they're accelerating. So you're seeing 16, 18, 14. You know, playing with adult women and doing well. So by the time they're they're 2022, 20, I think we'll see it kind of we'll have a smoother path.
2: Yeah. I know? think I think there's always just gonna be some natural resistance. I mean, it's imagine um you you how long how many years have you been coaching? Oh God. Uh I started in
1: ninety-five.
2: Yeah, right. So imagine Chris or I walked into your office and said, Hey, uh we want to change everything you're doing, you know, there's going to be, oh. because we've got X, Y, or Z that says yeah. you should be doing it. Like maybe, there, maybe you'll be a little receptive, but there's going to be some party, right. That's like, oh. well, I've been doing this for a long time.
1: <laughs> it, it's a blue blood game though. Right. Um, like that's the problem with it. And also the great thing with it, because there's been so much history tradition, all those guys, but I do think because you're seeing it change and, technology is big. You're seeing guys that are, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm the director of analytics at Alabama. I'm like, <laughs> what? what, what does Nick mean with you? Well, they start looking at it and they're they're playing the numbers game. They're playing statistics. They're playing trends. They're playing history. They're playing all those things. And so it's changing. So I, I agree with you. A lot of those guys, they do that. But I think once I think a coach sees that it works and it's successful, or it helps them, you know, how coaches are, we're, we're competitive people. We're going to try to get any, any advantage we can get legally, we're going to get it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how we have to get it. We're going to try to get it. So I think they're always going to be open to that stuff, which is great. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think that's a big, that's one of our big goals is we understand that that, that there will be some resistance and our goal is to reduce that resistance by, you know, being better conduits, I guess, of the information is how, how um, can we deliver it so that it's useful and it's not just yeah. us saying this is the way it's done because, this this or this you know it's we're, we're always we're, we're trying to figure out you know like better ways to approach people with information yeah that's a yeah. big part of it how people are
1: asking why you know well how why you know i mean people people are being raised smarter
0: well that's it's one true. of the things uh i think is the athletes grow up with it right it's gonna like that's part of what forces a change i know yeah. uh, i mean in the sport of baseball specifically like Athletes are growing up with access to data that they've never had before. Oh, it's going to start amazing. to filter into other sports, but in baseball, like the athletes themselves are demanding it, like technology is becoming a recruiting tool. Yeah. Because like, you're used to this in high school. Oh, okay. Well, our college has it. Uh, and so, like, I think that's a really interesting thing. You mentioned uh, an interesting phrase there, like, you know, talking to the parents, look to your left, look to your right, enjoy the journey.
2: Yeah.
0: How, like, so you talk about these kids are younger and they're doing better than ever. You also talk about the benefits that that we know scientifically as well as just emotionally being multi-sport athletes and, and college football is starting younger. These kids are 17 and a half, not 18. Like how do you balance all of that? And and often what is a lot of fun being successful at a sport while
1: enjoying the journey? I think coaches have evolved. You know, you're not seeing those old school fire brimstone barking, yelling at you coaches anymore. It's more relationship-based, right? And there's a lot of very soft teaching and talking, and re- it's a relationship now more than, hey, you're going to do this because I said so. There's not that because then there. what happens to youth is always saying, well, okay, why? How does it benefit me? So you're seeing these coaches. That's why I think some of those young offensive guys that are coming up, I think it's changing the way that teaching has happened because of the success that the youth is having because they're getting educated faster. You know, you can't just go out any, anymore and teach a simple curl flat read or a, you know, a smash read, read the corner. If he sinks, hit it, you know, you can't do that anymore. You got to explain to them why they're doing it and what they're looking at. So I think the, the old way of teaching is changed. I think coaching is changing. I, I make a joke with it all the time. I don't know if I could really get on the grass every day anymore and do it. I still have a little bit of fire and brimstone. In my, my, uh, my staff that works with me would probably laugh and say, yeah, you probably can't anymore. You're a little bit too salty still, but there's times when you see these guys, it's all relationship. And I have some friends in high school that are the coach in college and in high school that are my age, you know, late forties, and they've had to evolve and change. And they said, you know, because of which I'm getting better results than I did five years ago, I'm having a rebirth. Yeah. It's really interesting and you watch them and it's especially if, if you guys ever have time or there's people you know and you study them because they're friends and you've seen them for years you're like wow okay hey you know why are you changing and people always go well you know when they get older people get softer and a lot of these coaches right are saying they're all no it's just i have to teach differently now for to have the success but i had the success and now they don't want to go back you know they they're stuck in their ways now again of hey it's relationship based i have a great relationship with my quarterback or All the kids on my team, I know a lot more about them. It's not just, oh, Johnny comes to me after class, goes in the weight room and plays and goes home. You know, I know about Johnny's mom, dad, his sister. I know about his girlfriend. I know about his little brother coming up and what hobbies they like and what they do. And there's a, you want to play for people like that. That's the stuff that I think is great.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And I mean, Daniel, you've talked and maybe you can share a little bit here about just like burnout and Oh, and what that did and i wonder like just the effect not only are you are the coaches probably getting a little bit more out of the athletes on the field but i, I would guess that we also see an increase in athlete satisfaction and, and retention then as well yeah I,
2: I don't want to turn this into a personal therapy session <laughs> was, yeah we got how much time we got i don't know about that one <laughs> you said something interesting about uh or chris maybe it was you that said this like I can't quite remember now, but I found that when I was competing, a lot of my enjoyment with the sport, I was i was a uh, distance runner. I found that a lot of my enjoyment with the sport was wrapped up in how well I was doing. And so if yep. things weren't going well, I did not enjoy, I didn't enjoy the training. I didn't enjoy, I certainly didn't enjoy competing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't enjoy being around my coaches. I didn't really enjoy being around my teammates. Uh, but when things were going well, I loved it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So. Yeah yeah it's it's an interesting thing. What, what, I wonder how do you how, how do you how do you address something like that especially with young athletes? How do you how do you make sure that they know from the, from the onset that hey, your your enjoyment does not have to be tied up in whether there's a W or an L, you know, yeah. at the end of the day. You you can you can That's be upset tough. and I think it is important to be to have somewhat of, of a level of upsetness if, if things aren't going well but you also have to understand that it's not your entire life, right? Your entire life is not you as an athlete. Yeah. That, that is tough. That,
1: that's probably the ultimate coaching question, right. In general, right. about any on any sport, on any age, on any level, that that's it right there. You know, that's if people, if you, if we could get the right answer and bottle it, you know what I mean? Like the world would be a better place in the sport. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm like you, you know, I was, you know, a track guy too in high school and in college and, Went to college and I was the same thing. I love to run. I love to train. I love to do it. It was this euphoric high and make me feel happy and run. And I had a friend who visited me during college, you know, and they go, I know I was crazy, Chris. I know I'm with you. I, I can't, and, uh, can't
0: relate to this one.
1: <laughs> and I, I went and I had a bad experience. You know, a friend of mine had a tragic death during that time when I was in that runner phase in my life. And now I hate running. You know, what I mean, it's just even though I'm getting the same effect. Body-wise, it probably helps me more than I'm older now too. I could probably lose more weight if I were to run more, but it just doesn't feel the same. So I've had a bad thing, and and it could be anything nowadays that makes it bad. It could be like that—a tragic family environment, or an injury, or a bad loss in a race, or if they put a numeric number to oh, I have to run the half mile in 150. You know, I have to run. I got to break 150. You know, that's like the magic number for half milers, and if I don't break one am I gonna, am I gonna like it anymore? And that's, that's what's so tough because everything's so competitive. You know what I mean? The world is, especially in the United States, we're pretty competitive people, Yeah. you know, and now you're seeing it worldwide, like all these things, it's, it's about winning and people put winnings on such a high pedestal.
2: So it's so hard. I don't, I don't know how to answer this question. You know, I really it's, don't, I wish I could. It's tough. I mean, it's tough. And, and ah. the other thing is, is uh, you know, I, I'm competitive. I like when people are competitive. I think it, it ultimately raises everyone's level. People are competitive, but it is, there's a fine line, you know, there's a very fine line. And at the end of the day, you can be competitive. And at the end of the day, still say, you know, I'm going to learn from a loss. I'm going to, I'm going to go home. I'm not going to, yeah. I'll dwell on it for, I'll, I'll let myself dwell on it for an hour. And then yeah. I'll, this is all easier said than done, believe <laughs> me. Good luck. Good luck. You
1: right. know, I worried about that, you know, when I was coaching in college, recruiting high school football players at these high-powered high school programs where it's a job at some of these high schools to play high school football. Yeah. But it's just the winning. You're getting this great student, great athlete, great football player, and you wonder, okay, are they going to burn out? like, Or are they going to come to your program and it's not going to be nowhere near what they're used to because now they have some freedom. <laughs> are they going to be the same player? Are they going to transition the same way and that was my thing. I was worried about, okay, how much do they really like it? Or is it just because they're programmed? You know what I mean? They're programmed to, hey, here we go. This is programmed to have a job. You know what I mean? This is what yeah. we do. This is what we do at X high school. This is how we win.
2: Now, last, last week when we talked with you, you mentioned something. Um, and it's kind of a follow-up on, on this idea of transitioning from high school into the, oh. into the NCAA. You Fair were talking to. about some of the stuff that you do with USA Football that you intentionally try to mimic the, yeah. the transition. Can you maybe um, we do tell the tell our audience a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Um, a couple of years ago, like I said, we were playing. We would go from our t shirt and shorts in the spring, and then we would select the you know the top twenty percent at each position at each age, and we would go during the summer. We would play games, right? A modified game, no kicking game, stuff like that. Quick whistle. And then I was starting to look at the overall landscape of it all. And we weren't getting the best players. So I'm like, well, how do we, okay, what are we doing? You know what I mean? We're not like we're not getting the best quarterbacks because it's right before their season or the best, all the best skill we weren't getting. We were doing great job with the linebackers, D-line, O-line. We were phenomenal, but we weren't getting talent. So I was really like, okay, we got to switch something up here. So we got rid of games. And then I said, well, how do we still make it competitive? But then also, help our program move forward and that that was real big with me and how do we and I started asking a lot of questions last a lot of parents a lot of friends in college all this stuff and they said hey it's how you transition you know it's from when he graduates in June to when he shows up in August and then in August until January that that nine month window is when we'll we'll know if he's going to make it and I'm like
0: wow.
1: you know that's what I said I was like man that's a that's a short window for an 18-year-old kid, 19-year-old kid.
0: Yeah,
1: and Some of them transition no problem, right? And what they've done now too, I think with graduating early, that's why when they graduate early now, some of these guys are graduating in January and then that window is now longer, it's a year now. They've gave themselves, you know, a couple more months to transition. But I think what we've done is we looked at it as like, okay, when I went to college, how, how was practice? You know, and I started asking a lot of college coaches, what do you do in the first five practices? What can we do to mimic that? And so we've taken that first five practices in three days, and we go a couple of days in helmets and jerseys, and then we ramp up to shoulder pads and shells, and then the last days we get some competition where you know you're going twice a day, meetings in between, meetings at night, installing you know blitz, run, pursuit, all this stuff that is what you're getting, and getting that feeling. Put them in the dorms and teaching for the first couple of days now. It's great because I know we're doing it right when we get kids that are homesick, right? That's what college is. The first week you're there, you're like, oh, you know, and I had a couple of them, not this past summer because of COVID and everything, but the year before, I had, I had two kids when we were at, you know, Walsh University in Ohio, they said, I'm, I'm homesick. And I went back to our staff that next morning and we had a staff meeting. I said, guys, we're, we're 100% right with what we're doing. People are homesick. Now we've created a college preparation environment to help people transition. yeah, And uh, we love it, actually, to tell you the truth. I think it's one of the best things we've done. Well,
0: I, I tell you, I've, I've had the thought, uh, you know, the high school I went to just outside of Cleveland, you know, we had a couple of, of elite players there, you know, when when I was there. And then you know, I just went to an Ohio State game a few years later, and we ran on the field because they upset Wisconsin. And I remember the thought hitting me of, like, These guys, you know, it was our high school rivalry game that we thought the fans, you know, were going nuts. There were 2000 people there. And I stood on the field at the the horseshoe and I looked around and I went, I can't imagine being a kid I graduated with that then went on to play power five football six months later and jogged out on one of those fields. With a hundred thousand screaming people, and I just like that has just mind-boggled me. So, but it, even before all that, there's also football. all the preparation and and just everything you talk about there makes a ton of sense. So we're we're coming up on the the end of our time here, but we kind of always had this last question we want to ask. Where I ask you kind of summarize it in a you know a minute or two. What what would you say has been the biggest change in the last five years for American football for USA football? And then what what change do you hope to see
1: in the next five years? Oh, great question, man. You guys are going to stump me at the end. Wow, um, <laughs> it's I job, think the greatest, right? I know man, <laughs> That's, you guys are good. Um, I think at the end, I think at the end of the day, the thing that excites me most is also the thing that I'd like to see continue is how technology has helped change the game. You know I mean? It's really sped up people's education. The game is safer because of it now. And I think at USA football, we've done that, you know not just on the national team side but on the same side as our education team they're pushing the envelope constantly with it. And you know, with our football development model on the younger side, five years ago, nobody cared. Nobody cared about how we were getting ready to develop people for contact or prep for contact or get ready for so forth like that or how we're teaching tackling. Sure, it was starting to be talked about where now it's to the forefront. So I think just more of everybody in the world can start pushing it to talk about the education piece and start keep teaching the game the right way, keep growing the game because if they don't have, you know, like Daniel was saying, if they don't have a great experience, you're not going to like it, you know, and everybody has different entry points for the game, whether it's early on with flag that high school, maybe I didn't play flag, but I played high school and then I played in college. And then, you know, I'm too old to play flag. Now I get ran off the field, but some of those people, same thing, you know, it's just, if they have a great experience, they learn to love the game in so many different mediums, you know?
0: Yeah. That- that makes a lot of sense, and I—I I tell you, uh, we're astounded. Just like I said earlier, seeing the seventy-one countries, and I'm intrigued to see where this goes. I know you, you're hoping for a 2028 uh, Olympic berth, which honestly would be awesome because it'll be in LA. I mean, yeah. what, what better turf to do that on? So Man, I have—I actually- have,
2: I have to ask one, one more question. Uh, oh, I before love it. We Close. What? What? What, <laughs> what? Oh, my dog's gonna interrupt me. What, uh, <laughs> what would be? What would be the 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 miracle moment? The USA versus Soviet Union. What would be the miracle moment oh, for you wow. for USA football?
1: Oh wow! It almost probably depends if it's men's or women's,
2: right? If 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 it's
1: women's, if it's the women's game, which is a game that's like every week, that thing is growing. That thing is a monster, guys. Like and it has been really fun to learn. It really has been. Um, probably gold medal game. U.S. versus Panama. In women's flag to win you know and u.s goes and last play of the game you know vanita crouch our quarterback drops back and probably you know throws it up to you know we got four or five receivers that are uh freaks i like to say they'll go up and get it you know and make a one-handed catch and end up on you got mossed but if it's, if, it's the, <laughs> if it's the men's game it's probably that exact same thing with you know a really cool packed house 15 to twenty thousand in at the stands to watch a gold medal game of flag like football in the Olympics on our home turf, you know, like awesome. that's a, that's a great moment. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to control myself. If that happens, I, <laughs> I, might, break, I might break down and cry and not get up off the turf. Just, uh, but it'll be a really good thing, not just for USA football, but for our game and then for our world, the more we can keep expanding what we're doing. I like to see how the Olympics keeps evolving and
0: no. keeps growing
1: and you know, the Olympic sports is the way to do it.
0: Yeah, excellent. Well, we look forward to having you back on in 2029 after that.
1: Oh, and, we'll hey, uh, we'll, we'll celebrate time.
0: with you. But, Coach, <laughs> th- thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, where can people find out more about about yourself, about USA football, if they're interested?
1: Yeah. Um, just our website, usafootball.com. Um, there's a couple pull-down links where they can go into programs or events and find anything on the national team program or our, our staff, myself, anything, um, feel free or to reach out. Our emails are there as well. Excellent. Well, thank you very
0: much again. It's been a pleasure talking and learning more about, about USA football. We look forward to uh, following you guys on this journey.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much guys.
0: Absolutely. Take care.
1: Take care guys.